You're listening to the Hall About Public Safety Podcast, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes with the men and women in uniform with the Hall County Sheriff's Office and Hall County Fire Services. A fair warning before we get started, sometimes the subject matter of this podcast might not be suitable for younger audiences. Parents are advised to use discretion. Let's get to today's episode. Hey everybody, Brian Stewart, host of the Hall About Public Safety podcast here, and I want to give you a quick update before we get started. We have a guest today, Casey Ramsey, Hall County's Emergency Management Agency Director. He's going to be answering some of your questions about COVID-19. So I want to let you know uh, kind of what we're doing here today. If it sounds like we're recording in two different locations, well, uh, that's because we are. We are practicing our social distancing, and uh, we are recording in two different locations. So what you're going to hear is me read the question, and then you're going to hear Casey's answers to those questions. And also want to let you know that we are recording this the morning of Thursday, April the 2nd. So the information you're hearing is current at the time of recording, but as always, these things seem to be kind of a moving target. So if you're listening this, to this a, a week or two down the road, there is a chance some of this information may have changed. So we encourage you to go to ready.hallcounty.org. We are keeping that page updated with all the latest information there. So without further ado, let's get to your first question. Question number one, what is the current picture of the COVID-19 outbreak for Gainesville and Hall County? Uh, Our numbers for Hall County is 71 positive cases and zero deaths. The state of Georgia has 4,748 positive cases and 154 deaths. Those numbers are provided to us by the Department of Public Health, and they are reported twice a day and The way those numbers are reported is based off of the positive cases uh, residency. So therefore, you may well be in Atlanta at a hospital, but if you live in Hall County, that would count as a Hall County case. And on the other end of that, there may be someone in Hall County at a hospital uh, that may live in another county or state, and they have tested positive, but it would not show up as a positive case for Hall County. So I did want to explain that a little bit because that has been confusion um, since these numbers have been reported, uh, but I think it's, it's been clarified for the most part. Question number two, what are some of the resources that folks should use to be sure that they're getting accurate information about this virus? Accurate information is extremely important, and if you spend 10 minutes watching the news or browsing social media, you'll find that there is a plethora of information out there. Some information is good and some information is absolutely wrong and um, not factual. So we've tried our best um, as a county to be able to put information in one location uh, for folks to be able to get to that and uh, decipher the information for themselves. And also uh, we put some best practices out there as well. If you go to ready.hallcounty.org, you will be directed to our county website, and that's a website within the emergency management uh, section of the website. And there is a list of um, information, links, um, best practices, things that you can choose from uh, to click on. Uh, We have our information from trusted sources, the CDC, uh, Department of Public Health, Hall County Government, and other agencies within Hall County. If you're interested in um, finding out something about the school district, you can go to their website if you know it, or you can go to our website and we have a link that will direct you to uh, the districts within Hall County. 
Casey, question number three is what is the difference between these terms we've been hearing in, in various forms of media? That's social distancing, sheltering in place, and quarantining. What's the difference with those? This is quite um, confusing, um, quite confusing sometimes. So social distancing is probably the most important thing. It's what you, what you hear the most um, as we talk about the COVID-19 pandemic. And that is simply distancing yourself from other people. We, we often hear about being six foot apart. There's a lot of science that goes behind all these recommendations. And um, not to bore you too much with that, but it, it simply means that that's a recommended distance that you can be away from someone um, to lower your risk of um, catching COVID-19. So a good definition of that is it's the practice of uh, remaining of aware how close you are to others and ensuring that you're a sufficient uh, distance away. Sheltering in place is a term that we've used for a long time, but we use it typically in um, hazardous materials, um, chemical spills, those type things. So for instance, if there had been some type of um, chemical issue, we might would tell you instead of evacuate your home, we might tell you to shelter in place in your home. So this term is being utilized with this pandemic because we're urging people to stay at home and sheltering in place is that same information. So sheltering in place and social distancing go together um, as one. Now you get into uh, quarantining and that's specific to where if you are someone um, who has made contact with a positive COVID-19 patient or someone who's under um, suspicion as being um, a person that could be positive, then you'll want to quarantine yourself. And that means you are you're quarantining yourself away from folks in your home. You're isolating yourself um, using one bathroom uh, as best you can, trying to limit those interactions with other people, and you're monitoring your health for signs and symptoms. Um, that's the whole point of quarantining is that you, you have a higher risk of becoming infected because you have made contact with someone who has already tested positive. Question number four, Casey, we keep hearing that we need to stay home. We need to stay six feet apart when we're out in public. Uh, I just have to ask a, a kind of a point blank question. Does that really help? Absolutely, 100%. This is the only way that we will be able to slow the spread of this virus and be able to get it um, under control and manageable. And there are a lot of factors that go into this. Um, but for one, we want to be able to stop this virus um, completely. At the same time, we want to get um, the, the virus under control to where our healthcare system can actually manage the patients uh, that come in contact with it um, or test positive. And that is such an important thing because the reality behind this is that our healthcare system uh, will become extremely overwhelmed uh, very quickly. And you hear a lot of different modeling and different um, information from the governor, our local leaders and officials. Uh, but we really have about a week, two weeks, three weeks to get this really under control before we start seeing a major impact uh, to our healthcare system. So it is really important for you to follow that guidance. Um, just think about how your behavior has changed over the last few weeks and how it's limited your exposure to others. Uh, that is really um, the key to, to solving this and to winning this battle. Um, along with, you know, practicing good hand hygiene, uh, covering your cough, 
uh, not going to work when you're sick. Those type things really will help um, beat this pandemic and uh, slow the spread. And we keep talking about the curve. We really want to get this from, from going up to going down really quickly. So that's really important when, when you get asked about that. Question number five, are there any partners in the community the residents can turn to if they need assistance in getting food, paying rent, and things like that? That's a really challenging question because I think everybody in this community right now is going through um, different types of issues of their own. And we see this um, through social media. We can read post after post of how this is affecting multiple people. Uh, For the paying rent, our our recommendation right now is to just to try to talk to those landlords. Um, most people are understanding of what's really going on and um, are more willing to to help out um, as they can. Um, the getting the food part, um, Georgia Mountain Food Bank is is probably the first place I would um, say reach out to. You can visit them at uh, gamountainfoodbank.org and. Uh, as these questions continue to come in, we're going to continue to pile, uh, compile some list, and we will place those um, resources on our ready.hawkenny.org site um, at a later date for you to be able to reference those. So we're working through that process, and hopefully we'll have some good information very soon. Next question, with it being allergy season, how can I tell the difference between what might be, say, a simple reaction to pollen versus what could be the onset of symptoms for coronavirus. I'll be honest with you. I caught uh, myself thinking this very same thing um, as I had been uh, moving around outside. And the pollen, I think everybody's aware of how much pollen we've seen over the past uh, week, week and a half. And I think it immediately goes um, goes to everybody's brain to think, oh my gosh, um, have I contracted the virus? Uh, but the easiest way to tell between seasonal allergies and the coronavirus is if you're running a fever. Um, you typically, um, with allergies, will not run a fever. You'll probably you'll have itchy eyes, sneezing, um, running nose, those type things. Um, but we have had several days with the extreme pollen count, so some people's allergy symptoms um, have been pretty severe. So it's understandable when you're concerned about that. Um, but you do not have a fever with seasonal allergies. On another note, we do continue to see cases of both flu and strep in our community. Both those illnesses will most likely result in a fever and often mirror uh, the signs and symptoms for COVID-19. So um, we do have another question that will address um, those types of um, concerns, and so I'll answer those in just a moment. Casey, a question that's on a lot of our minds, if I think I have coronavirus what do I need to do? And do I need to do anything differently if I think my child might have coronavirus? So first and foremost, if you feel like you have a medical emergency to where you are having difficulty in breathing, um, that it's severe to where you're having a problem, um, you should always call 911. However, some of these symptoms are mild and you may catch them in the early onset. So we recommend I mean, encourage people to contact your personal physician um, or clinic or urgent care by phone and schedule an appointment. Um, There, uh, they will provide you guidance based on your case and what you um, provided them for information on how you need to proceed. 
And if they recommend that you come in to be evaluated, they're going to give you um, specific instructions on how to come into that office. What we are encouraging people not to do is just go directly to the office and show up because, again, we want if you are positive, we want to make sure you've isolated yourself enough and um, work off of the information that the doctor's office has provided you. Can you go over some of the preventative measures that I can take to make sure that uh, my family is safe from the coronavirus? As we have talked over and over and mentioned this several times, social distancing, staying at home, um, limiting your exposure to other people is really the best way for that to occur. Um, If you have minimal impact with others, you remain six feet away from those when you are in public You wash your hands, you use disinfectant wipes on surfaces, you're not touching your eyes, your mouth, your nose um, with your hands. Those are going to be the best ways for you to um, prevent um, your family and yourself from contracting the virus. Do really good um, measures of hygiene. Uh, That will help out greatly. Um, But also staying at home is the most important thing you can do right now. And if you have to go out, um, make that trip the, the one trip you need to make for the week. Um, make sure you stay away from folks. Uh, six feet away is the recommendation. And then again, um, wash your hands often and just limit um, what you're touching. Again, that's Hall County EMA Director Casey Ramsey joining us on the podcast, joining us remotely as we're kind of Frankensteining this thing together, and we appreciate y'all as you're listening, and hopefully this was valuable information for you. Again, I'm your host, Brian Stewart. Be sure to tune in each and every month to the Hall About Public Safety podcast. We will see you next time. And again, want to encourage you to go to ready.hallcounty.org. We have a lot of great resources there about the coronavirus. That page is frequently updated, so as new information comes, we post it on that page. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Hall About Public Safety podcast. Episodes come out monthly. You can find links to them on hallcounty.org and in the monthly county newsletter. And, of course, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts to get all the latest content. I'm Brian Stewart. Thanks for listening.